Hello, I'm Angela. And I'm Marie, the second half of this mother and daughter team. Welcome to Chalker Checkups. We're here to guide you on your quest for spiritual knowledge and enlightenment. Welcome back, boys and girls. (laughs) (laughs) You're not honestly going to start with that, are you? Well, I was. What was wrong with that? (laughs) Okay. (laughs) What should I start out with, Mom, if that was wrong? Boys and girls. (laughs) Oh. All right, so today we have a very special guest. Uh, His name is Daniel. He's an independent filmmaker, and he does have an autoimmune disease, and me and my mom wanted to chat a little bit about autoimmune diseases and fight-or-flight responses. And other types of diseases also. And how you get them, turn them on, and how you turn them off. I think a a lot of people don't pay much attention to their health until they're severely ill. And they don't look back and say, how did this happen? Or why did this happen? They just then turn to, like, uh, give me the drug, whatever that might be. And I think it's important... uh, to understand where these things, ha- how these things happen and what we can do about it so we don't wind up in that situation. I think that people like Daniel, they have these autoimmune things in their genetics, but sometimes they just get turned on for some people and sometimes they don't get turned on for people with that have the genetics. And the difference can be what is happening in your life. And when you change it, you can recover. Yeah. So what would be the difference between someone that has one of these things turn on and someone that might have it kind of dormant in their system? It isn't 100%. But oftentimes, I think what happens in society is people get into a very, very high stress situation. That seems very common for our society right now. It's very common. And there are certain people with, you know, with different profiles. I'm not necessarily talking about Daniel, but people that have either a lot of fear or a low self-esteem. And they feel like they really must do as much as they can and they can't stop. So they keep pushing themselves and pushing themselves. And this is what is called the fight or flight. You pushing yourself and you are start running on adrenaline. Mm-hmm. And when you're running on adrenaline, that triggers in the body the kind of fueling it with lots and lots of coffee. Right. Well, I would imagine drinking that much, like a lot of coffee would also kind of trigger a sort of adrenaline that might not be great for the body. It does. I actually, I think I mentioned it on one, another podcast, but I actually had one nurse that said, she said, I start every day with a quad mocha and and then I end the day with a bottle of wine every day. I mean, that's like, to me, that just seems crazy, but I suppose there are a lot of people that say, well, that seems normal. And a lot of times your body can handle it and you don't, you'll do okay for a while. But not forever. Nobody's going to handle it well forever. And then if you happen to be the person that does have some weakness somewhere in your immune system or some other part of your system, some people get high blood pressure and they start to have heart problems. Some people uh, have weight problems or whatever it is. Something's going to start to give. Mm -hmm. Now, when you release adrenaline, you don't, your digestion doesn't work. So when you get on fight or flight, when you, when you push yourself, so you get that adrenaline rush, what happens is, is your digestion kind of shuts down and works at a much 
less efficient. What is the correlation between the stress and the digestion? Okay, well, part of it is um, it's the hormones that you release. It's the it's the uh, adrenaline. Adrenaline literally affects your digestive enzymes and your digestive juices. Uh-huh. And if you notice when you if you get scared or you get really angry or you really in a rush, you don't really feel like, oh, this is a good time to eat a cheeseburger. Right. You don't feel hungry. And then when you do feel hungry, you're starving because right. you haven't eaten and you're by that time you're freaky. And that's another part of it, which we'll talk about in a minute. But so and when you do eat, you don't digest well. When I was in nursing, they talked about the idea that for some people, one rush of adrenaline was enough to shut down or diminish your digestion for as much as a week. Wow. So if you have just one big angry episode or one big rush of adrenaline trying to make yourself do more than you can do, you're going to do nothing but suck up sugar and fat for the next week. You're not going to digest your proteins as well as you would as if you were calm and not pushing yourself so much. Wow. So, yeah. It, and so that means that you start to gain weight. And of course, then that makes people more agitated and sort of, sort of more fight or flight and you know, less self-esteem. And then they feel they have to work more and work harder. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, right now it's like a constant hamster wheel just to keep going and uh, keeping up with everything in today's society. So how do we, how do we get off the hamster wheel? Good question. Well, and the other thing about this fight or flight is that over time, adrenaline is made for in the body. It's made for emergencies. You know, if a tiger jumps out at you, yes, you're supposed to either try to kill the tiger or run away. Right. That's what it's made for. It's not made for 365 days of the year right so if you continue to live this way you start to release what's called glutocorticoids this is a kind of cortisone and what that does is it dissolves protein in your body sort of indiscriminately that's in your body because if the tiger bites you that would rush to the bite area and keep you from having too much protein buildup so you don't have massive massive scarring that will never heal okay but if you're constantly running on adrenaline and then you switch over to this glutocorticoid thing because your body thinks you're having a bigger emergency than just the fight or flight can handle then you start to sort of eat up your nerve coatings and your joints and you start to hurt all over Okay. And then you get into things like fibromyalgia, chronic fatigue, and autoimmune diseases, because you're basically, you're starting to fall apart. Right. And then it's very hard to get out of because you have to back up, calm down, and start to eat really, really well for a long period of time to get out of this. And does that include like limiting your coffee consumptions, like eating proteins in the morning and, you know, not being stressed at work? Like what is, what does that look like when you're starting to calm yourself down? All of what you just mentioned. All of it. <laughs> Plus you can't eat sugar and protein and fat all together because if you eat, which is like, um, well, let me see, like, uh, I don't know, bacon and eggs with a big cinnamon roll. Right. Because if you eat sugar and fat, uh, that's one of the things they taught us, in again, in nursing school. The first thing you're going to always digest is sugar. Okay. And your brain loves sugar. So your brain's perfectly happy with sugar. We're like, okay, we had a cinnamon roll. We're, we're fine. Um the first thing you'll you'll digest is sugar and the next thing you'll digest is fat and the last thing you'll digest is protein so if you've been on this hamster wheel then you need to make sure you wake up and you just 
don't eat any sugar, you get some protein in your body. So you have something to build your body with and coat your nerves with and make everything work. Mm -hmm. So there goes the Duncan run or whatever. The and... Dunkin' Donuts. <laughs> <laughs> no more Krispy Kremes. <laughs> and I've told some people about this, you know, they have problems and they just say, forget it. We can't live that way. <laughs> yeah. Well, I imagine, you know, I don't drink coffee personally, but I still have a chai every morning with maple syrup. And I know that a lot of people do sugar in their coffee. So, like, if you tell someone to give up, you know, their morning coffee routine, then a lot of people are just going to be like, oh, hell no, <laughs> I can't live well, without it. <laughs> and I have one friend then she ran like that forever. And now she, and then she finally got cancer. And now she's finally doing it. It'd be nice if you didn't have to wait till you had an autoimmune disease to get there. Right. Right. And a lot of times, uh, and a lot of times what's caused the fight or flight is a low, low self-esteem. And a lot of times what caused that is something that happened in their childhood, some unresolved thing, which they probably needed to do was do a soul retrieval, get packed, get that back that part of their soul get everything balanced get everything healed calm themselves down and then be able to go through their day happy and joyous and centered and in their body something that happened in their past that's causing them to like try harder or be more of a people pleaser yes yes okay and eventually you, you get into situations where you're, you're either running on fight or flight or you're hypoglycemic all the time or sometimes both. Mm -hmm. and, and the whole lifestyle and your is it's this like hamster wheel of stuff that's just trashing your nervous system and trashing your digestive system to the point where you become exhausted. Mm -hmm. So how do we fix it? <laughs> <laughs> How do we prevent it from being an issue? First, you've got to slow down, say no. <laughs> I think there's one of the most nourishing things people can do in their life and the most spiritual things is to sit down and eat with their family. Yeah. Not standing up, not around the counter, cook food and sit down and eat decent food with their family. Not something yeah. that comes in a bucket from a drive through but something you actually made even if it's just a pancake something yeah calm down take time and people say they won't have time to cook but if you get chronic fatigue or uh, severe fibromyalgia you're going to have the time because you're going to collapse mm -hmm. then you're just not going to feel well enough to cook <laughs> right yeah. or, or you're not gonna have you're gonna have time for nothing else because you're not going to be able to work yeah or you're going to get very very sick and then you're going to be on these all these drugs which may or may not help mm -hmm. so start to think about what if i what if i tried that what if i just tried nourishing my family you know the old-time farmers woke up and they ate this huge protein breakfast Mm -hmm. you know eggs and bacon and sausage and you know juice whatever early in the morning and then went off and did their day mm -hmm. and they were strong and they were thin yeah lots of times people that are fat are actually starving they're people that are their blood sugar is out of balance their digestion's out of balance and they're starving because they can't digest what they're eating. They're running on too much adrenaline and their digestion just after a while just isn't working. Uh -huh. People that are hypoglycemic, it's interesting because I was hypoglycemic for, for a long, long time. And I didn't even get it at first. I would get hungry for a very short time. And then I wouldn't be hungry. Right, like you would miss the window. Yeah, it was a very short window. You know, I'd be hungry for maybe 20 minutes. Yeah. And then I started to get like a headache. Mm -hmm. And then I was like edgy. Mm -hmm. um, and, and then I was like really edgy. 
And then about like an hour later, I was like ravenous. Right. And then it's like, you know, give me like uh, the biggest bag of potato chips you can find or something. And, and just, you know, whatever is easy and around. Whatever. Just gobbling yeah. stuff down because I was just ravenous and nothing worked. Yeah. Just shove a cheeseburger in your mouth. Whatever. Anything. <laughs> yeah. But but you tend to also want sugar because your brain is very happy with sugar. Uh huh. Of course, then you go to bed and you've overeaten. And during the night, your blood sugar goes way up and then goes way down. And you go through this hungry and then not hungry stage. And you wake up in the like edgy or headachey stage, but you're not hungry. Uh huh. So you don't want to eat in the morning. I can imagine this would be a problem with a lot of people that drink a lot of alcohol as well. Well, alcoholics are oftentimes just starving people. Uh huh. Because their their digestion isn't working, and the alcohol works. So you they have a drink and they have this euphoria. They feel better. And it's very easy to get addicted to that when you don't you're not getting the right diet at the right time. Mm hmm you know, do something different with my diet here. It's just not working. And of course, I, I was in a lot of stress and it wasn't a good relationship. And there was the fight or flight and all of that. But I started to really investigate some of this and, and check this out and figure out what is it we need to do so I don't do this in the morning. And, and what was the solution? Well, you wake up and I wake up and one of the first things I do is I eat a protein breakfast. Mm -hmm. And I do drink a coffee, but I only have one cup of coffee a day. It's not a very big cup of coffee. And like uh, this morning, I had, uh, I like uh, uh, matzo and eggs. It's like a cracker and eggs mixed together, scrambled eggs with crackers in it. Mm -hmm. And um, and I eat that every morning and or most mornings, something like that, or eggs and toast. And I get enough protein to make sure that I'm stable mm -hmm. and, I'm, and I'm calmer and it works better. It's very important. Sounds very, yummy too. Yeah. Yeah. It's very important for people to begin to realize they, they have a physical body. And this is uh, the other thing with a lot of uh, spiritual people. They just like pretend their body doesn't exist and your body does exist. And it's important to feed your body really well your brain actually burns a ton of calories. And when you have a lot of mental activity, you really, really burn a lot of calories. So if you're a psychic and you're really active mentally, you need even more protein. You need to eat really, really well. You need to take really good care of yourself. Otherwise, you're going to wind up being sick or you're going to trigger one of these these diseases and then we have to pull everything out of the hat to get you well again which we'll probably be able to do but you don't want to go down that road if you can keep if you can prevent it mm -hmm. one of the things that i really like that when we do have daniel on say is that he realized that his trick to getting well is not going to be a passive activity it's something that he has to be active about and I know that you've said it before in other podcasts of you can get better no matter what the disease is. You've almost seen nothing that's not incurable, but you have to do something that you're going to believe is going to work for you. Yes. And it really, really helps if you visualize it, you know, see it, say it, do it. Um, it really, really helps if you can visualize it on a, the more, minute level that you can do it the better mm -hmm. and no matter how bad you are if you're still alive there's a possibility of recovery and i have seen too many people that were so severely ill that just made a complete turnaround when i was about 19 years old when i was visiting the barbie and phyllis crystal and we were walking along one of their estates, I think it was at Barbie's, and there was this man that had a yogi working with him. He had severe arthritis. He was in a wheelchair and he couldn't lift his arms off 
of the wheelchair, couldn't lift his hands or bend his hands. He couldn't move his legs. He could barely move his neck back and forth. He could barely breathe. He was had very, very severe arthritis. And uh, this, um, this yogi was walking next to him and he was saying, imagine lifting your hand, you know, imagine lifting your hand. Yeah. <laughs> and I was saying to, to, to Barbie, why is he doing that? And she said, well, he's going to cure him. And I thought, yeah, I mean, I could imagine like watching something like that being like, that's kind of a cruel thing to say. Like, <laughs> can't get out of a wheelchair and can't move. Well, it made it, it didn't make a whole lot of sense to me. And I thought, well, OK, you know, whatever. I mean, you know, I just didn't see that. I just didn't get the connect at the time, really. But I visited uh, her again a couple years later and this guy was playing tennis and I was yeah. stunned. Yeah. He had completely become mobile again. He had broken through whatever was locked up in his arthritis and in his physical body. And he was not only walking around, moving around, he was hopping around the tennis court playing tennis. Yeah. I would have never thought that would have been possible ever. It's amazing. But he was about a, I guess he, he might've been about a 55 year old man when I saw him the first time. So he wasn't super, super old, but he wasn't young either. And, but he was, he was playing tennis and I was amazed. I was amazed. And it, and I asked him, did, what did they do? And she said, well, he, he listened to this teacher and he kept visualizing moving and visualizing, you know, move this finger if you couldn't if you can't lift it imagine lifting it and he did that until he had total movement back in all of his body that's amazing it is amazing and but real yeah and and you know that fits in with this woman that i knew that cured her pancreatic cancer and with my friend donna who had all those 20 20 plus tumors and completely went into remission and so many other people when they do have this physical crash and their health falls apart they begin to visualize something and work with their mind and positive action and they get well and with the help of their angels of course You can't leave them out of the picture here. They'll get jealous. <laughs> well, I just talked to uh, Daniel tonight. I just talked to him tonight and he said he's never he's never felt better. He said he feels fabulous. He said, "Did you do some fabulous healing on me today?" <laughs> I said, yeah. "Well, no, actually I didn't. Um, but your angels are always working on you, you know." And he says, "And I said I've given your name to several other healers to work on you too because I'm not going to give up on you until you're completely well. And he, he says, okay, it takes a village, but I feel fabulous. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, sometimes it does take a village, but it also, and it does take work. Yeah. I mean, better. it's always going to take a conscious effort, right? Like if you keep doing the same thing, then you're never going to get better. Nothing's changed. You have to change something in the habit that's not working. Yeah, I'm never, I'm never, I'm not going to say never, but the odds of you just going to sleep sick and waking up well with doing nothing seems really small. Yeah. But the odds of you saying, okay, I'm going to have a change of heart. I'm going to eat better. I'm going to slow down. I'm going to take care of myself. And I know that I'm going to look down the road and my life is going to be better and it can be, and it will be. And I'm going to ask my angels to help me and I'm going to take better care of myself. I'll, I will make this commitment to myself because I'm worth it. Mm-hmm. Then I think you can heal mm-hmm. no matter what it is, no matter what it is. If you're still alive, I think you can heal. Mm-hmm. I've seen just too many success stories not to believe it. Yeah, I think the trick is, is that if you're not doing well, you have to be the one to believe it. Well, that's true. And I, you know, I always tell people don't ever take away from somebody what they believe, even if it sounds crazy to you, because mm-hmm. you never know, like this, this 
gentleman that was in the wheelchair. He believed that if he followed the instructions of this yogi, he would heal. Mm -hmm. And if someone else had said to him, no, that's not going to do it. And he believed them. He may not have been playing tennis two years later. Mm -hmm. So even if something seems a little bit out there, don't be so quick to judge. If the person really believes that that's the best thing for them and they're willing to try it and they're making progress, then, you know, angels have a sense of humor and they have different techniques than we're used to. So you never know. Yeah. Well, and Daniel's one, one to talk. He's got some entertaining angels. Yeah. And D- Daniel's fabulous with his, his angels, with his healing, with his enthusiasm and the, when I think of the scope of the amount of suffering that he has had and the fact that he's such a bright light, he's like a star. And I think that's what has kept him alive and also has made him um, such an inspiration for everyone. Let's add him on here. And Hello. Hi. Hi, Hi Daniel. Welcome. Oh, my goodness. Thank you so much for welcoming me. <laughs> of course <laughs> i've heard yeah. a lot about you oh my gosh i i hope i hope good things i hope i hope good all, things. all good all good oh. things Always okay all good. good things uh from from marie or my sister or both um more from my mom just saying <laughs> that you've been taken off since you got the reading with her oh yeah uh-huh that's a that's a way of articulating it <laughs> <laughs> okay daniel how did you hear about my mom? What was your experience with the reading? Yeah, so my sister, um, Rachel, was asked me if I wanted a healing for uh, to help me through dealing with this autoimmune disease called Bichette's. It's super rare. Uh, it affects five out of 100,000 people in the U.S. Wow. And, um, and uh, she said, I said... I'll try anything. <laughs> but are you okay with like uh, psychic healing? I'm like, absolutely. Like that sounds like just as effective as any kind of Western medicine thing. Let's just try it. And uh, you know, like I've had MRIs and lots of painful tests and stuff. Like a psychic healing sounds great. So yeah. um, it was a gift for my sister and it was right. the sweetest gift anybody could possibly give me. I swear. It's awesome. Yeah. So do you want to share anything about your reading or yeah, yeah, totally. So um, I could like, basically, the way that the reading worked is that uh, she did it um, remotely, and then um, communicated notes from it, like six pages worth about, um, I don't know how many, how, how much long, like how much longer after that, but I read it through once, I read it through a second time. And a couple days after I read it through a second time, is when I like, I think I feel like I understood it better. The second time I read through it than the first time. And, um, it like, I started like having some like pretty intense effects even before her and I started talking. Um, and I don't know if it was like astral travel or like what, but it, it, it was one night where I like could not, um, it was, it was like, I, I, I fell asleep at some point, but I kept like in these 10, 15 minute increments, like going off into these different thought spaces where I'd like, it was like, if then statements like about some really intense stuff. And I ended up like by the end of it, having a completely different view of, of myself and people. And um, it's hard to articulate specifically, but it was like this very profound spiritual experience, even before her and I started talking and going over the results. It was awesome. And like kind of scary. Cause I'm like, what is going on? And then it happened. And then it happened the next weekend. And then I was like, I can't control this. I'm like, how do I turn the spigot off kind of thing? Like, this is like, it's like a hose. And I just like, can't, can't turn it off. Um, but eventually, so she kind of came off. into your life with uh, some guidance right at the right time. Yeah. I mean, I mean, both like, I think it like, um, there's been a lot of stuff going on with, with me and having, I think it was like, like, stuff within my life needs to move mm-hmm. before in order for me to heal from the autoimmune disease like is mm-hmm. like the big thing because it's like you need to take stress away from your life so like what's stressing you out 
let's remove that. Okay, there's going to be some painful things that you're going to have to do to do that, but you're going to have to do that. And um, I thought that was like, it was like, that was kind of just like guidance that like came to me um, and, um, and through it all and um, it, it's some sort of conclusions that I drew. And I know it's super vague, but that's, it's about as specific as I can get. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. It's not super vague. <laughs> yeah. No worries. Um, so what is this immune, the autoimmune disease? How does that affect you in your life? Yeah. So it's a, it's a, um, auto inflammatory, um, autoimmune vasculitis, um, that literally affects your, all your systems. So your joints, um, eyes, skin, digestive system, all that stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, it's super uncomfortable, um, when it flares up like Crohn's or lupus, uh, it can be completely debilitating. Um, at one point in January, I couldn't get out of bed. Uh, because my jaw was swollen shut and my legs wouldn't move right. Um, and I couldn't even get a mush banana through my front teeth. Um, wow. I spent a night in the hospital. They shot me with a horse dose of steroids for which I'm like super bloated and dealing with, uh, the after effects of coming down, tapering off this massive dose of steroids. So it literally will, um, I mean, it can make me immobilized. Um, it has made me immobilized. It makes me, you know, on top of like missing work <laughs> and, uh, that kind of thing. It, it kind of renders me just completely like it's impossible to do anything. Yeah. When it's bad. Wow. Yeah. And it can okay. kill you, but I think I'm past that point. So that's good. So, but you've done some soul retrieval now and you're actually having some remission. I understand. Yeah. So, I mean, there's, there's been a lot of positive things going on in both. So it's like, there is the psychic space where we're talking about soul retrieval, where we're talking about healing. There's the medical space where I started like almost exactly around this time, um, a infusion treatment that, that, that has been super helpful. Um, and, uh, through like that was really hard to get through with insurance so there was some energy on that too on insurance and and getting the getting the proper uh western medicine treatment um and then there's stuff moved in my life stress moved away in my life um that i'm almost convinced i mean i am convinced was contributing to the uh hurting hurting and flaring up the autoimmune system so you know mm -hmm. you, you you have a lot of these it's like in a science experiment. Like you have a lot of these factors, you have a lot of these variables at play and they're all changing all at the same time. And so, but also I don't, I don't separate soul retrieval or uh, from insurance claims from my, you know, from life circumstances changing it. They're all very connected because they're all energy at the end of the day. And there's things moving in, in a positive direction towards healing. So, mm -hmm. You know, I, I, I mean, I'm all, I'm all for all of it moving in, in a direction that leads to my healing, but I, I don't think you could separate one from the other. But the bottom line is you're better than you were. And that's, what's really great. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I mean, I'm in much better shape. I'm not perfect. Um, but I'm in much better shape than I, than I have been, uh, since this started in July. So I'm very close to like I walked eight and a half miles a couple weekends ago. I couldn't literally walk half a block um, in February, March. That's amazing that you're doing yeah. so much better. Mm -hmm. Running around with my dogs, throwing the ball. Yeah, that's fabulous. Yeah, I love it. You know, something that the people I don't tell this to people. Actually, I've never told this to anybody, uh -huh. but. What people don't realize when you when you give me permission to do a reading, then you actually all are giving me permission to link you up to your angels because I'm asking them to do all the work. <laughs> I'm lazy. Yeah. So a lot of times I think that's what that's why people have these uh, amazing openings, because it's the first time that you've had given your angels permission, even though it's through me to work with you yeah yeah and i guess that makes a lot of sense is like yeah most people aren't from you know familiar with talking to their angels or maybe don't necessarily believe that and so i don't think people are normally having conversations with 
with angels on a daily basis. I also think uh, I wouldn't know what a conversation would look like first and foremost, and then secondly, sound like, because a lot of it for me at least is a look like, um, cause a lot of the times their wisdom is communicated through an image and then you mm-hmm. have to know what an angel image looks like and you mm-hmm. have to know, and then you also have to know what an angel image sounds like. And, uh, and, uh, obviously for each person it's different, but they're almost kind of riddles. They're not super specific, but they are unique angels who I never interacted with until Marie said angels exist. And I was like, okay, let me see if I could see that, hear them. And, um, they, they gave me an image or presented me an image. Cause a lot of times they just present images to me and it was like my body in present time. And then like shadow images and then like a stronger image of a body and then more shadow images. And like, it's kind of like in varying strength and it looks like it just like keeps going back further and further. And the image communicated to me that past lives are catching up to the current, like are coming into my current space, like knowledge and wisdom from past lives are like coming into now. And, um, it was like, that that was the last image that the angels have communicated to me. So, yeah, which, yeah, hadn't ever had an angel image before April one either. It's fun, isn't it? (laughs) Yeah. 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 Kind of frustrating sometimes because sometimes I can't figure out what they're trying to say, but you know, it's, it's fun when (laughs) it's fun when you're like, Oh yeah, yeah, I'm picking this up. One of my angels is funny and the other one is super (laughs) serious and they have different voices. It is, it's like, and if you told me that, uh, you know, a couple months ago or whatever, I'd be like, that is wild. And there's something up with you. But having having it be so consistent, like my funny one literally sends me emojis all the time. Okay. Uh, (laughs) The things going on and it's weird. And then the other one can have this really deep, scary voice sometimes that's like kind of startling. And they're super, it is just like, and I I asked the super serious one, hey, uh, can you communicate in emojis too? And it sent me a smiley. And that was it. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, so you can, but you just don't like to. Got it. Okay. I was, like, I was like, I'm pretty sure this, I'm pretty sure the emojis are just coming from one of them. Uh, and, and they don't like, the emojis are silly and they don't really like, it's not like that, like the um, image I was talking about earlier about like past lives coming into the current, like getting the wisdom of the past lives coming down. And it's been weird because like, especially in the last week, I've been like, I'm like, I want to make this impulsive decision right now. I want to do this. Uh, uh, I'm acting. Yeah. And then I feel, almost feel like my shoulder's getting pulled back. And this thought, and it's not an angel thought. It's like a past life thought. Like, take a Like, it's like a much wiser person <laughs> who, like, enters my, myself. Who's like, like, settled. And it's like, it. I don't think it's me. Because if it's me, I would not even think that I would be like still in rage mode, you know, and, mm-hmm. but it's not an angel either. It's like, it's like the awareness of both past lives and angels and all this stuff d- did not exist within me uh, prior to this healing. And it's gotten, it's made me a stronger, like more intelligent, more like, um, I guess like less impulsive person. Um, and just kind of like thinking about uh, a lot of things that end up actually preventing me from, getting into trouble you know or which is good (laughs) you know like hey dude calm down like like like, calm down (laughs) so and and now i have you know some other beings or whatever you want to call them uh angels and past lives people daniels uh coming in and saying you know saying some wisdom yeah yeah what are they sharing with you uh okay so the first one was, um, I was, I had a very intense kind of like, um, uh, lucid dream and it was about all my medical records from 2017 through now 2023. And I was in this white space and all these boxes 
made of um it was like this uh glass it was like a um uh frosted glass it was like boxes made of frosted glass that had like all of my medical records like all the transcripts of all my medical appointments and they're all in these chronologically organized and what was happening in this space is that all these boxes were being messed up and all the files that were chronologically organized like 2017s and 2019s and things that were neatly organized that I had put together uh, in my brain and that were organized in this space, um, which may have been a, um, may have been the, I think it was the, the hospital, the, uh, what's the hospital called Marie? The, the divine hospital. I think it was the divine hospital. And I had this dream before I had heard about the divine hospital. So I, after I heard about that on your podcast, I was like, maybe that's where, maybe it was like the records room of the divine hospital. I'm, I'm not sure. Um, but I saw all my records get like all messed up and I was fr- and I couldn't do anything. I just saw it happen. I was like, I was so frustrated. And I woke up after this mess was after everything was messed up and put back in space. And I said, what did that mean? Angels, angels, can you tell me what that means? Cause I learned about angels and I had started talking to them after my reading, but I had no idea what any of that meant. And I think it was like maybe the day or second day after I had, uh, had my um, healing with Marie and, and they sent me an image of a hand and a rock. And, and I understood it to be my hand. I was like, okay, it's my hand and a rock. Okay. And I was like, what does that mean? And they wouldn't tell yeah. me. They said, you'll find out in time. Uh, something like that. Or like, you'll know it was some vague thing. And uh, to that, to that degree. And I was like, oh, Okay. So, um, <laughs> thank you. That's not super helpful right now. But yeah, okay. it's a, but then it makes me think, like, well, what the heck does that mean? And so, like, all night I was thinking that, and then next night I'm walking the dogs at night, and then it hit me, and I'm like, oh, stone, oldest tool known to man, hand, pick up stone, do a thing with it. I'm like, work. I there's things I need to do. So what this means is that I need to. I need to act. I need to do action. Action is what I need. Okay, what do I need to do it on? I need to do action. I need to act on the problem. I'm not, things aren't going to fix themselves by me sitting here. I need to take initiative and I need to do some stuff. And uh, it's not just like, you know, the medicine's going to heal you. The healing um, from Maria is going to heal you. You could say, oh, I have to, you know, I have to do work. And I know what that work is and I know what the problem is. It was like, there was a lot of work and um, the work is ongoing, but it's, mm-hmm. it's not a passive thing. The healing is not a passive thing. Um, g- getting over this disease is not a passive thing. It's a very active thing. Yes. Yeah. You know, when you talk about, when you talk about that, when you're talking about the rock and the hand, mm-hmm. chills just went through my whole body. And when you mm-hmm. talk about you're communicating with the angels, that is exactly how they are with me. And mm-hmm. A lot of times it is, you don't, you don't quite get it at the, you know, and I get, I'm at the point where I just say, like you said, okay, what does this mean? <laughs> Maybe <laughs> I'll figure it out <laughs> eventually. Yeah. I never, like, I have yet to get, I mean, it, they haven't sent me too many images, but like, I have yet to like fully understand what the image means until about 24 or 48 hours later at the earliest. So, and they don't give me that many images. Like, it's not common where i'm gonna get an image i mean emojis yes but those are easy like that's silly um like (laughs) my silly ankle likes to be silly so you know um but like like the i I could think of the hand in the rock i could think of this past life one that came recently um and then um those are like the two those are the two that i i could think of right now that were like super impactful I can tell you something, Daniel. There are a lot of people that will be listening to this and thinking, that's a lot compared to what I'm getting. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 I see a lot of stuff in my, my sixth, like seeing things. So, yeah. Very active sixth. Mm-hmm. I did that healing project, the DIY healing. Uh, yeah. Oh, from uh, the podcast? Yeah, yeah. And I tried doing 
uh, Marie's method uh, with the paper and the outline. I had never done anything like that before. Um, and it was like, that was absolutely a, like, that was a wild experience because um, I saw a horse in the individual's first chakra and they're a huge horse person. And, um, and so like they connected immediately with it. Um, and it is kind of like what they ground with. Um, and I saw the horse was like, not, not, it wasn't in the best health. And, um, and so like when I found out, like, I didn't know them at all. I didn't even know where they lived. I had no idea who they were. And so like, like knowing, like having such a strong image in the, in the first, I mean, basically like there was a lot of stuff where it's like, I had no, I, like, how would I know specific things like ages that they were when certain things happened. And it was like all this kind of stuff is stuff that I like saw in an image. Um, and, uh, but again, like I've, it's not like, it's not like I haven't, like I've done work in the past, um, like readings and that kind of stuff. Uh, but I kind of stopped about six years ago cause I got scared. Um, and, uh, just recently, just because I had my, I met Marie and I was like, I kind of want to start this up again. So, um, but it's been a very long time. Well, that's fabulous. And I think you worked on a close friend of mine and everything, she said, everything you said was just, you know, spot on. Wow. It felt, yeah, it felt like, um, you know, when you do like a really nice, not like an overly intense workout, but just like, like a, say like a eight hour hike in the woods or something like that. That was just like pleasant. And then you get back and you just feel like clean from the inside out. That's how mm-hmm. it felt. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's because you, you are channeling very cleanly, pure energy, light energy through you. And that, and it does do that. Well, I loved it. And I'm looking forward to the next one, which I'm planning on doing later this month. Great. (laughs) And I have, and uh, we had a night and uh, it ended up in his hotel room. I literally don't think I even had a bed by that point because I I was that much moved out. Like I, like I literally was like, kind of like I would, I would have slept on my floor if I hadn't slept in the hotel bed with him. And I woke up in the morning and sleeping between us was this white unicorn with a silver horn and i heard it snoring and it was really (laughs) it was like absolutely adorable it was a pygmy unicorn it wasn't a big unicorn so just a pygmy unicorn sleeping between us and i couldn't even see him like the unicorn was blocking me and i was like am i awake but i was like yeah like i'm in the hotel bed i'm in the hotel room and I like blinked and I was, the unicorn was still there, like snoring and sleeping. Like, this, is, <laughs> this is wild. And uh, yeah, the unicorn was fast asleep. And um, I was like, okay, that's interesting. And I looked at it for about a minute and uh, went back to sleep and woke up in the morning and the unicorn wasn't there. Um, and uh, um, and uh, yeah, I, I, in a meditation recently, I was like, I want to visit this unicorn again. I wonder, I wonder where it it is and it it brought me to a green meadow that had hills surrounding the center and we went on a ride and it was showing me where it lived and it was kind of sad it was surrounded by uh like all this volcanoes like circling it and so it was it lived in this green meadow surrounded by volcanoes and it took me on a little tour and uh and then we ended up back in the center and we uh took a nap together and I kind of was laying against the unicorn. I went fast asleep. <laughs> That's fabulous. <laughs> and the reason why I even thought of it is because Angela on the podcast asked Marie, have you ever seen unicorns? And I was like, wait, I've seen a unicorn. And so I was like, I want to visit my unicorn right now. I want to see how the unicorns do it. I haven't seen it for years. <laughs> Only unicorn I've seen. And it was a pygmy unicorn. I think that counts, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I wouldn't mind if I saw a big one or small one. I'd take it either way. Yeah, right? <laughs> it's very cute. Yeah. Of yeah. course, I think maybe no one knew that they had a snoring thing, but uh, now we know. Yeah, they snore. <laughs> they snore. Absolutely adorable. 
you know, those it's it, on one level, people just find it hard to believe that those things are real, but they are so real. And I was in a ayahuasca ceremony where I, and I felt like the, the sofa next to me pressed down and I just assumed it was um, one of the people's dogs. And I opened my eyes and there was this giant panther with these yellow eyes staring at me. Oh, and, and Wow. And that just reminds me of your unicorn. You know, you wake up, you wake up and you're not, you're not asleep. You're not altered. You're just awake. And there this creature is from the astral curled up next to you. That's all I, all I had was booze the night before. And I may have been a little hungover in the morning. That was yeah. it. You know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I heard it snoring. And yeah, I felt it in the bed too, you know? It's a big unicorn. You can't not feel a unicorn <laughs> at the bed next to you. They have a presence. We'll have to take your word for it. I don't think too many of us have been in bed with a unicorn. <laughs> <laughs> I know I haven't. <laughs> so funny. I think that's no. so great. Yeah. Yeah, that's a, that's amazing. <laughs> it sounds fun once you get going, huh? Yeah. I mean, yeah, it was it was a lot. And there was a moment when um, things kind of stopped happening. And I asked the angels, what do I do now? Like a lot, like all the, like the going across the universe stuff and like all, like all this activity, it's like things start stopped happening. Uh, it was a couple weeks ago and I asked them, what, what do I do now? And uh, it, it, something to the effect of, um, uh, wait, things will catch up to you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Nothing to do. Just, just wait. You don't have to do anything now. Enjoy it. <laughs> Breathe. <laughs> well, yeah. when you were saying that you, you, you get something and it takes two or three or four days before you understand it. But in my experience, at least for me, maybe I'm much, much slower than you. Some things take weeks or months or even a couple of years. And it sounds to me like you have downloaded a ton of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Your computer is working away now trying to integrate all that and it it could take more than just a few days. Yeah. Yeah, the two the uh, the the hand and the rock and the body coming into the body like the body's coming that's what I was talking about one to two days. There's been so much that was communicated um especially in this like rapid fire 10 to 15 minute middle of the night communication that I don't like and I don't remember a lot of it. I don't I don't know the meaning of pretty much any of that and i'm mm-hmm. sure it'll come back but it's yeah. i mean it's just like it was just like this wild rush of of images and things happening and if then statements and all kinds of like like things you can see and things you can feel and just like uh i don't know you know i don't know what any of that means really so is that pretty normal to kind of take off like rocket fuel and then have things like kind of completely stop for a bit Yes, you get a huge download, or in my experience, I get something that, such a, something very visual and something that feels very powerful, and I will ask the angels, what, what does this mean? And I get no response. Mm. Sometimes a chuckle, but no response. And then, (laughs) and then later, uh, later, much later, for me, a lot of times, it's like a couple of weeks or a month, I'll just be like walking down the street or taking a walk or something. and, And then I kind of like, I don't know, the download finally finishes and I'm going, that's what that was all about. And, and oftentimes then there's a new ability or an improvement in something that I've been mm-hmm. doing that now it takes a little step up. Okay, cool. And I'm sure that's going to be happening with Daniel. He's re-waking up, waking up his healer in him and he's getting more healthy and all of this stuff is going to be fabulous amount of information he's downloaded. Mm-hmm. Just need some time to catch up. Mm-hmm. Really looking forward to kind of like what's to come with all of this because it's really exciting and kind of like, I don't know. I think this was like a fear spot for me. Like when you're a kid and you see ghosts or when you're in a, a younger adult and I saw some pretty like demonic, scary stuff or then I got a little bit older and I tried to control it. But then I realized that the people who were teaching me it were controlling me. I don't think they were. 
doing it for the right reasons. And I think they were making a lot of money off of it. Um, and, uh, and, um, and, uh, we're kind of taking advantage of people and we're also using psychic abilities, not for, uh, positive stuff like healing and that kind of stuff, but for control mm-hmm. and for financial gain, um, like big financial gain. And that really bothers me, um, a lot. And so, and it was kind of, you know, control and money. That was basically what it was. It was like this capitalism energy, <laughs> which, yeah. um, which, which, um, dominates a lot of stuff and it's kind of like what we're indoctrinated into but um it's it's pretty powerful when you're in the psychic space and so i saw that i'm like i need to get get away from this and i kind of just shut shut up shop you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. yeah and, uh, and then so the dam i put it put up a dam and uh uh it was strong and i didn't have really much psychic stuff going on i wasn't working on it i i like i closed it closed it up and uh and then everything opened up when this reading happened so everything i'd been holding back just shot out and it was a lot and it and it went it was like a flood you know yeah Um, everywhere well Um, and it's really just like you're you're just like an iceberg now and you've only seen the tip of it wild it's gonna be a lot it's gonna be a lot of information you downloaded a lot of information just the way you're describing it i just know it and uh i think the part of you that shut down before um didn't stop growing or expanding you just kind of closed the door and now that it's safer you're gonna you're gonna open up to everything that all this capability and spirituality and the beautiful heart that you have and it's gonna be a tremendous I, I can't wait to see what I see. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I can't wait to hear what you see. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You'll have to come back on with more stories for us. Oh man. I would love to. Uh, that would be so much fun. I love the yeah. podcast. It's um, your all's work. Uh, your dynamic is super fun. Um, because if Angelo had the same as Marie, if you both saw the world in the same way, it would be a very boring podcast. But instead, it's like, you know, Scully and Mulder. And, uh, and that dynamic is fantastic. And the mother and daughter, like all of it, it's just like, 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 it, it makes me super happy just like hearing you banter, uh, even like, even when it's just about like silly stuff. I just, it's, it's fun. So yeah, come uh, on, mom, come back down to earth for a second. <laughs> <laughs> well, and you know, we do this all the time. I mean, this is our regular lifetime. Our, our evening calls when we were traveling together recently, while we're having dinner, we're always going back and forth. <laughs> yeah. It never yeah. stops. I've had quite a few conversations with her where I'm like, we should just be recording. Lo- I would just like be a fly on. <laughs> it was just kind of a podcast anyway, but yeah it's it's really really funny so daniel thank you so much for talking to us really we really appreciate this you bet there one last question is there any advice to other listeners that you would want to give yeah um that i think that everybody has strengths and everybody has an ability to ground and um meditate and heal and that um the work doesn't have to be this like wild cross-dimensional visiting the astral kind of experience to be meaningful and to Mm -hmm. be and to be rewarding um and simply breathing grounding and being aware of your body and coming into your body, like those are so difficult, but so important. Um, and a lot of this wild stuff, I don't know if I'll ever know what any of it means. You know, um, mm-hmm. it exists whether you see it or not. Mm-hmm. It or not. Um, and uh, the most are in your body. So um, that's what I feel. Uh, maybe Marie disagrees, but that's, I feel no, like I, I agree. No, I really think that's well part. Yeah. 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 Thank you for saying that because I actually agree with you 100% what you said. 
Yeah. Thanks so much for coming on, Daniel. Oh my gosh. It was an honor. I love it. I love your podcast. Yeah. Thank you. (laughs) All right. I really love talking to Daniel. He was such a fun guest to have on. I hope everyone enjoyed listening to it as much as I enjoyed having the conversation. Oh, absolutely. I've, I've loved every conversation I've had with him from the first time I talked to him doing his reading to every, every time we've, we've talked and I'm really grateful for him coming on and talking to everyone. I hope he inspires other people that are being challenged too. I agree. I, I think Daniel does such a good job of bringing us down to earth and saying, you know, it doesn't have to be all of this big, crazy stuff, but just, you know, taking it day by day. And sometimes just the little things are the ones that matter. So I loved it. If anybody else would like to be a guest on and share their story, let us know right in, or if you have other questions, want to know some of the knowledge my mom has in her brain, let's get it out of her. <laughs> we would love to hear your comments or your request. <laughs> Until next time.